0: Your seats. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all be patient with me. Listen, I really won't be before you long. I don't have my notes with me, amen. amen. But we just gonna give the words and we're gonna close down from this place. I'm a tag apostle in then, amen. amen. Let me go ahead and pray. My patient is texting me. Okay, uh-huh, amen. Let us pray. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for being in this place and in this time, oh God, and in this ministry, God. We thank you for what you're going to do in our lives, oh God, and we thank you in advance, oh God, for you fighting every battle for us, oh God. And Father, we thank you that we're stand in victory on today, oh God. And so, Father, even as I minister the word, oh God, I pray that self will decrease, oh God, and that you will increase in me oh god that you will fill my lips oh god father i lean totally on you oh god i depend and i trust in you oh god and i set aside my own agendas on this morning oh god and father i yield to you holy spirit that you may have free course and free reign in this place oh god and father prepare the hearts of your people to receive the word oh god and to receive it on good ground that it may produce a harvest in their lives and so father i Give you thanks on today. I give you the praise, oh God. I give you the glory, oh God. I thank you, oh God, that your word says that you fight every battle, oh God. And so, Father, we give you praise on today. We give you the thanks, Hallelujah, and we give you glory. Come on and give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah. We talking about the Lord fighting our battle. Amen. And I don't know about you, all it takes is the devil just to get busy in, in one area. And you're like, wait a minute, devil. Okay, you ready? Here we go. We getting into it. Amen. Amen. Uh, we love to quote that scripture where it says uh, in James that if we uh, resist the devil, he Amen. will flee. Amen. And we like to think resisting is just don't touch it. You know, flee from temptation. You know, that kind of thing. But resist means to fight. So I want to encourage you this morning that if you fight the devil, huh, he will flee. You don't have to sit back and worry. All you got to do is put on your boxing gloves and get ready. Amen. Amen. I'm still pumped up. I saw Creed last night, so, you know, I'm kind of charged. Amen. Amen. But I want to encourage you by fighting the good fight of faith and fighting the battle. Amen. I'm just gonna give you four points and then I'm gonna sit down, amen, and I'ma let Apostle have it, amen. I was reading um, an old, good old preacher, uh, Richard D. Hinton, his books, uh, Christian Warfare, and he said um, to win a battle, you have to have personal discipline, the right armor on, and commitment. He said we lose battles because we don't know what weapons we have and how to use those weapons. A lot of us have our weapons just sitting on the shelf and we don't know that we can use them, amen? So I want to encourage you to pull out those weapons to get ready. Um, Apostle said it, he got me on live, Amen. amen? <laughs> amen The apostle said it um, You know This has been a living testimony Just on this week Can I just be real um, You all know about my son being injured Amen And we thinking it wasn't as worse as it was But later Five days later In the hospital There he was And it's like My God And then you come home You're so helpless You know You know when you got them baby boys They just babyish already And that is a super babyish Because they leg messed up You know So you gotta watch they in, and you got to fix they plate, and you got to move. Can you move my leg? And then you texting me at one a.m. Can you come give me my medicine? Listen, I need the Lord to fight my battle. Amen. I went to work one day last week to get a break. You hear me? I said, I'm going to work. <laughs> I've been nursing too long. I didn't go to school for nursing. I went to work to get a break, and he was calling me on my job. I said, Lord. I said, I'm going to have to leave this job. Amen? And go on home. But God is good. Amen? But I want to encourage you. Um, you know, the devil likes to press us, and it seems like as we get towards you know, the end of the year, or you get into a place where you're looking for God to move in some situations and it don't seem like it's moving but it seems like it's more opposition against you. I want you to know that you're in the good fight of faith and just stay in it. you can't give up. Amen. I know it don't look like you winning but actually you are winning. The whole object of the enemy is to make you deceive you and make you think that you're not winning, but I want you to know if you just stay in the battle, you are winning. Amen. I was so discouraged earlier this week, but I had to get into a place and say, uh-uh, devil, you can't have my mind. You can't have my family. You can't attack my money. You can't act up on this job. Amen. I'm going to yet continue to fight. Amen. I want to encourage you on four things to do. Amen. When you are getting ready to go into warfare. Number one, I need you to wake up. Amen. When someone is or something or the enemy begins to threaten you, I need you to wake up and snap to attention. Amen. Uh, The Bible says in 1 Peter 5 and 8, 1 Peter 5 and 8 in the message Bible, it says, keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Uh, keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. I know you're the only one that think you got it bad, amen. You're the only one that, you know they've been through something on this week, but you're not the only one in these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world, amen. So keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It wasn't before long, before this generation, God, who else? his great opinions of us in Christ, amen. That's all I need you to hear, amen. Amen. First Peter five and eight, I need you to stay alert. When the enemy begins to come in like a flood, I need you to snap to attention. I know you heard the good word the week before last. Apostle said, you don't have to fight this battle. The battle's not yours, it's the Lord. That is true, but it's some battles where you have to roll up your sleeves and you have to get ready to fight in that battle, amen. I need you to stay alert at all times, amen. Number two, I told you I'm moving real quick, I don't have any notes, amen. You have to give out your best war cry. Uh, You hear us saying, oh, uh uh-uh, I need you to give out a war cry. What the war cry does, it's a shout before the battle that alarms the enemy that you're about to be taken out, you're about to be defeated, but it also encourages That's with me, that we're about to win and gives us strength. So you need you a good song. You need you a good war cry that can encourage yourself. The Bible said that David encouraged himself. Amen. So you need a good war cry, a good song. When you're ready to throw in the towel that can give you and say, wait a minute, I got to alarm everybody. Put out the war cry. Let the devil know that you can't have me. Hallelujah. You got to get your war cry. Hallelujah. Number three, I told you I'm moving real fast. I can't even find uh, my scriptures. Hallelujah. Number three, I need you to assume a fighting position. Huh? I, I'm not talking about putting your dukes up. Like, come on. This battle that we're fighting is, we can't win it in the flesh need you to assume a fighting position. In the military, their fighting position is not just a a, a position of standing, but it's actually a hole that's dug out that they go in. And in this hole, they have to bring all their weapons. It has to be big enough that all their weapons can go into the hole. Amen. Let me read a little bit. uh, um, Let me see if I get this. When defended or when temporarily halted while making an attack, you must seek cover from fire and concealment from observation. Cover and concealment are best provided by some type of fighting, position. Did you hear me? Cover and concealment is by a fighting position. This may be an existing hole, a hastily dug prone shelter, or a well prepared position with overhead cover. Now I want to tell you sometimes you are getting ready to fight and you don't have time to dig and get into a real good fighting position because it just came on you all of a sudden. I was just minding my business getting off work at five Hurry up, cute through the light. And they call me like, you need to get to this field and get yourself. I didn't have time to dig a hole. Jesus, you said in your word, uh-uh, I had to get up, fight, move quickly. Amen. Some things you won't have, Can we turn to Psalms 91 and 4? It says, I'm going to just read it. You write it down. He will cover you and completely protect you with his pinions. Those are his feathers and his wings. And under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a wall. All you need to do is your fighting position should be built so that when you come under direct hit from the front or from the back, that you have all your weapons in there to attack the enemy. So what are our weapons? Oh, you know the weapons. You just don't use them. The weapons of the word. The weapons is our faith. The weapons is our prayer. Our weapons is fasting. Our weapons is praise and worship. Our weapon is giving. Oh, you missed that one. You leave it on the shelf. Our weapons is the name of Jesus. That's why we can call out Jesus. The Bible Says that your name alone is strong. It's a strong tower that I can run in and be safe. When I just call on the name of Jesus, our weapons is our testimony. The Bible says that we overcome by what? Oh. Our weapons is the blood, the blood of Jesus. Amen. So when you get in your fighting position, you gotta make sure you take your weapons with you. Amen. Now I'm going to go to my last point and I'm going to break this down. Hallelujah. God is good in this place. Hallelujah. Number four, you have to take punches effectively. What? I don't want you to think that when you go into a fight or you go into a battle that you might not get hit you're gonna get hit, amen, I'm just gonna let you know. But the goal of it is that you take the hit effectively. Ephesians 6 and 13 in the Amplify, you can write it down. It says, therefore, put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger and having done everything that the crisis demands, to stand firm, I love that to do everything that the crisis demands, and having done everything, to stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, victorious. That's Ephesians six and thirteen. Let me uh help you with that about taking punches effectively. I told you that we went and we saw Creed. Y'all saw Creed. Amen. Um, I was studying on boxing and one of the things about taking punches effectively is that a boxer has to prepare take these punches because they know they're going in the ring and they know they're going to get hit. Amen. They don't think that they're not going to get hit. They know that they're going to get hit. Amen. So the whole key in preparing for a punch, they have to build their foundation. Yes. And their foundation in a boxer is their legs. So it takes them conditioning and working out and building their legs, their foundation so that when they get hit, They don't fall completely out of back, but they can just bounce back from the hit. Amen. Amen. Our build and our spiritual foundation is all the things that we need to do to get this word in us. Whether it's coming to church on Sunday, whether it's coming to Sunday school, it's coming to prayer meeting, it's having daily devotion in the word. That's our spiritual foundation that helps us that when we get hit and get a punch, we're able to stand, amen? But if you don't have any foundation, as soon as the devil take one jab, bam, you out. Come on, come on. And it's over for you. But your spiritual foundation lets you know, when he hits you, boom, oh devil, you hit me okay, but the weapons of my warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God, huh? Through the pulling down of stronghold, Everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of To just keep punching on you, punching on you. He'll just punch you and knock you out. Oh, you trying to attack, oh, you trying to attack my finances, devil. The Bible says that I never seen the righteous forsaken. Bam! me devil but i didn't built some spiritual foundation when you have that foundation it allows you to stand unmovable and not waving in the faith the other thing is is that you always got to watch your opponent you can't go in the ring and close your eyes and just box Uh uh-uh you got to stay the bible says watch as well as pray you always have to stay alert and you always have Be on God. You can't get time to sleep and nap. I know things might be rolling smooth, and I don't really have no adversity. That's the time to pray and seek God like never before. When everything is smooth and going fine, that's when you build up your weapon chest, and that's when you build up your spiritual foundation. Jesus. I want to encourage you as you get into the battle, and I'm getting ready to close. to stay calm and learn to survive. The scripture said in First Peter, Peter, that you're not the only Christian that's going through something. Christians are fighting all over the world. Can I encourage you that you got a whole host of army of some other saved people that can come and step in when they think that you done had so much too much? I like it that in the movie Creed, when the guy was getting beat up so bad. gonna sound your war cry. You gonna get in your fighting position. Hallelujah. And I don't forget number four, but you gonna do it. Amen. Amen. Come on and give God a hand of praise. Come on, Apostle. We gonna tag you on in here. Hallelujah. God, we bless you in this place. We magnify you in this place. God, you're worthy, Jesus. We thank you we gonna fight every battle, oh God. And we won't be discouraged. Right.
1: Hallelujah. Yes. Y'all come on and give our hand break. Oh, yes. yes, I love it. that now every the whole atmosphere is all broken up. Yes. I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna teach you a little bit to you, and then I'm gonna sit down, amen. Yes. I thank God for the word. Yes. You see how God will give you what you need? Yes. Amen. Thank God that the word can be in you. Amen. And you don't have to depend on the notes and you have things on backup and God will just make a way. Amen. Yes. All right. Let's hit this so we can move forward. Amen. Let's go to Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. We're talking about letting God fight for you. Amen. Amen. Let God fight for you. Here in Exodus 14, we're going to see the children of Israel uh, in a position where uh, we actually see them coming out of Egypt. um, And God allowing them to come forth on dry land and him parting the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army being drowned. So let's just read this and we're going to get some nuggets out of this about letting God fight for you. Is that all right? Amen. So I'm going to be in the Amplified version of Exodus 14, starting at verse 1. It says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell the sons of Israel to turn back and camp in front of Pahadroth, between Midgal and the sea. You shall camp in front of Besephah, opposite it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the Israelites. They are wandering aimlessly in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. I will harden, make stubborn, defiant Pharaoh's heart, So that he will pursue them and I will be glorified and honored through Pharaoh, all his army and the Egyptians shall know without any doubt and acknowledge that I am the Lord and they did so. I want to encourage you and I want to start this off even in this to let you know that the battle that you have been given, the issue that you have before you, that this thing is in the position, that you are in this place for God to be glorified. You're in this battle for God's glory to begin to be magnified so that the enemy can know and that you can know who God is. God wants to prove himself to us. God wants to prove how mighty he is, how strong he is, how powerful he is. The scripture says that he will harden, make stubborn, defiant Pharaoh's heart. There are some issues that come in life And if those issues and experience do not arise We will not know who we are In Christ and we will not know how much Faith we have until we're Stretched to a place where nothing Else can step in but our faith When your resources run out When your favor with your children run out When your favor with your supervisor run out Now you have to allow your faith to be Activated because the very situation That you're dealing with the only thing that's Going to give you the ability to overcome it is your Faith because the Bible says when he comes back to the earth. He said, is he going to find faith in the earth? Amen. He wants to find faith and we have to operate according to that faith so that we can begin to win the battle. So you got to understand, the very thing that you're dealing with is not too hard that you cannot bear it. The very issue that you're going through is not too much that you cannot overcome it. And the reason why you're in it is because you can encourage somebody else along the way when their challenge arises, when they get into that similar situation son broke his leg and I know what it means now to have sympathy for people who get around with wheelchairs. My heart began to change toward those things who are now when you thought it was comfortable and you can just get up and go when you want to. When I was sitting in my car dropping off Jonas for work and I saw a young lady in one of those handicapped vans and she had one of the electric chairs in her car and she had to let down the ramp and she pulled Disgarded it and thought that the date was something Different uh-huh. but the Holy Spirit put it on Pastor Bernice heart And she had got into the vein And actually started the thing in process Not knowing that at the end Of the thing yeah. when we found out that we Should have been calling on that day But God put in her spirit because you didn't Know that it was that day that we needed to call I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how this thing is going to change. But I'm giving it to you. And if I give it to you, I believe and trust that you're able to handle it. Because there is nothing too hard for God. And he said that all things are possible to those that believe. So listen. So here it is. The children of Israel are in a position... Where Moses has been given the assignment to free them from the bondage of Egypt. But not just freeing them just to go in there and say, let my people go. But God added more pressure. He said he hardened Pharaoh's heart. Yes.
0: yes.
1: God, I'm already under a hard taskmaster. Yes. And now you're going to make it more, 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 more. Uh, it's going to be more challenging. Yes. You mean to tell me that he's going to give him a stubborn, defiant heart? Jesus. <laughs> Listen, because I need you to understand this. He said, Because I will be glorified in Him. See, the length of your battle determines on when you glorify Him. See, the longer you deny Him the glorification that it was all about Him and that He is Him that brought you out, the longer you refuse to give Him the thanks, the longer you refuse to be grateful. Already over. I've already stressed that issue out. I don't have anything else to put up. So as long as you're in a situation where you're stressing yourself, you burn, you have it, you wait it, and overburdened. You don't have to. You gotta get to that place. God, I need you to do this. Yes. Jesus. Yes. So listen, yes. on, we gotta keep reading. Jesus. Look at verse five. My God. He said, when the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his servants had a change of heart toward the people, and they said. What is this that we have done? We have let Israel go from serving us. Mm. So, here it is. Pharaoh realized we letting our money go. Uh I'm gonna bring this 21st century. Come on! You see, when you start messing with a man's money, Brings out a tenacity in an individual that you may not have experienced before. See, I had to, I had to pull myself back, and my wife had to pull me back many times. When they broke in our houses many a times, and we were in that city, and it was one day I promised to God I was going to climb up to the attic because the joke was yelling out of me out the attic window, talking about what he was going to do and what this was. And I knew they had broken my house. It was everything in me that had to restrain me from not going up there and pulling in Deacon Jerry. And he was going, you know, he had his side piece. And baby, I was not quoting scripture because you are in here violating my space, taking from my family, and I'm in an issue, and I don't know what to do, and I'm angry. I'm, in, I mean, I'm infuriated. I'm, 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 I'm hostile, and then God had to hold me back because I was, I mean, just really, I could have just really hurt somebody that night. But God's grace was fighting for me that I didn't go beyond that point. Yeah. When well, you know you go beyond a place where there's no turning back, God will keep you from that place. He'll keep you from that place. Because the enemy will try you. He'll try to push you to that limit. they try to get you to that edge. And you know that song, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> oh, it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. I need somebody that really is 35 and older. Is I ain't gonna get no help in here, cause it's like a jungle. Sometimes it makes me wonder. Now let me bring it back to Old Testament, because that was 21st century. Verse six, he says, so Pharaoh harnessed horses to his war chariots for battle, and took his army with him. And he took 600 chosen war chariots and all the other war chariots of Egypt with fighting charioteers over over all of them the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh king of Egypt and he pursued the Israelites as they were leaving confidently and defiantly verse 9 the Egyptians chased them with all the horses and war chariots of Pharaoh his horsemen and his army and they overtook them as they camped by the sea beside Pahabra in front of Belsiphon he said as Pharaoh approached the Israelites looked up and saw the Egyptians marching after them and they were what very frightened Now, what do you do when you become frightened? (laughs) This is what the children of Israel did. So the Israelites did what? Cried out to the Lord. You have to realize that if you're going to get out of this situation, you have to choose on who you're going to cry out to. You have to choose who you're going to cry out to because you have to go to the one who is able to give you the help and the assistance that you need. See, sometimes we call out to people and then we get frustrated when people don't have the answer that we were looking for Uh because we automatically thought they were going to say yes. Oh my God Amen. but what happens when that yes is not a yes and that yes is a no and then you have to now change your course of action change your plan of action and so when do you get to the point where they say they cried out to the Lord and notice this it said then they said to Moses because Moses is their leader I'm gonna help you with people now come on come on, Brian. Come on this is true this, this, this is this is good teaching yes listen he says they, they had cried out to the Lord then they said to Moses because Moses has been leading them mm-hmm. Moses has been the one who has been assigned To bring them out of Egypt mm-hmm. So now when they don't have the answer And when they're in a frightened position They're going to leadership because they're looking for leadership for answers right. They're looking for leadership for guidance Amen. And Moses has been proven To be a good leader And Moses has been in a position where he's been uh, uh, Given the assignment to bring them out And so now they go to Moses and Moses look man We in a situation and Pharaoh's army is really, really large And they coming after us mm-hmm. All we got is the rocks that we was building When in Egypt mm-hmm. And they on horses and chariots And they coming after us So they said to Moses Is it because there are no graves in Egypt That you have taken us away to, the, to die in the wilderness He said What is this that you have done to us By bringing us out of Egypt So as soon as fear comes in now I get into an emotional state of now I want to revert back to what I was comfortable at. All right. See, anytime there is change, there is going to be resistance. Yeah. Anytime there is change, there is going to be resistance. Yeah. And see, in order to change, you have to forget what was old in order to move into the new. Yeah. And he, they're in a position, they said, I, when I was in Egypt, you know, I was good. Everything was fine. I know we was you know, doing what we had to do and it was under a lot of restriction, a lot of pressure, but what I much All right. what I'm dealing with now I can't handle this Pharaoh's army is coming after me and I don't have a clue what to do mm. and so he's there going to Moses looking for answers looking for issues and situation. he said he, "He said, what is this that you have done to us by bringing us up out of Egypt did we not say to you in Egypt listen what they said leave us alone wow. let us serve the Egyptians wow. what type of mindset wow. does the enemy put you in that you are now conditioned. Right. as she talked about being conditioned for the battle where you can take blows. They had been so conditioned in their mind that being persecuted and being under oppression was something that they had now accepted, yeah. something that they were now to now be able to go into and to live with because they were afraid of what was on the other side. All okay. right, yeah. oh, come on, yeah. teach. teach. They were afraid what was gonna happen if I get out of this place. It was afraid. If I step out and go do that, I I don't know what's on the other side. What's going to happen? How many times have we missed opportunities because we were standing on the seaside, looking at the water? I wish I could swim. I wish I could swim. I wish I I could swim. Look at everybody out there enjoying the water, but your fear keeps you on the seashore, not willing to step out of your comfort zone, not willing to step out of a place where you've been fearful from because there's something new that's out there. There's so much to be exposed to when you get into the water. There's so much to be exposed to beyond the seashore. And the children of Israel were stuck because, you know what, Egypt was comfortable for me. It was familiar to me. I knew how to operate in that. See, when newness and change comes, I don't know how to operate. And this is what happens when so many new people have come to New Covenant Worship Center. They they, the first thing they ask, well, where am I gonna fit in at? Where do I fit in this place? What is gonna be my place that I I can I'm gonna work in and and where am I gonna be in? And see, the thing of it is that you have to understand anytime there is change, you have to take time out to settle. see if you don't take time to settle you become anxious and the Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing but by all things by prayer and supplication so if you don't know where you fit I need to settle myself and get into prayer and supplication and ask God God where do you need me at in this place so that I Selling means I take time to just sit and to learn and to watch and to see where there may be an opening coming up at. I see there's a gap here or there's an area open there. See, you have to be willing to fill in a gap where it may not be the area that you want to do. There's a gap in the cleaning ministry. I don't see too many volunteers. Oh! and cleaning. Oh my God. I'm not throwing no shade your way. I'm just stating facts. Oh. So, let go back to the pulpit because it's safe up here. Shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> uh, hey, get low, get low. Verse, 12, verse 12, verse 12, verse 12. Did we not say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, that us serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians as slaves than to die in the wilderness. Wow. Now wait a minute. Oh, yeah. You're already prophesying death. Come on, Amen you haven't even got to the wilderness but you already saying that you're gonna die in the wilderness and this is why a number of those who died because they didn't have the faith to believe those that were over 20 god said they won't wipe them jokers out because they don't have the faith to believe they don't have the faith to be able to do what we're supposed to do and what we need to do and so that was the place they had already said we're gonna die in the wilderness so in other words they were ready to die in egypt but why not go do something, try something different, and die there? Right.
0: Right.
1: I mean, do something different. Why die in the place that you was birthed in? Well, that's cool. well, I'm going back to that old church now. Go ahead. You done been there since you was six, and now you 80. <laughs> when is change gonna come? Right. And you stuck because of the tradition and the religion of men most people are in the same church because of what they believe people are gonna say about them. Amen. that's their only fear right there you need to stop tripping talking about you know i'm here because they need this and that no no you're worried about what auntie auntie gonna say and uncle sally gonna do and all that other stuff and you're so concerned about other people i'm in this thing to work out my own soul salvation with fear and trembling baby Nobody has a heaven or hell to put me in I got to make a decision on how I'm going to get to heaven And I need to choose the best course of action That's going to get me there That's going to give me the knowledge and the wisdom of the word That I need to sustain myself Because I need to live this life baby And I want to live my best life I ain't going back and forth that's good. That went over your head too You'll catch it later You'll catch it later Duval. Let me see verse 13 He said then Moses to the people do not be afraid now look at Moses I love him as a leader because he does not allow their complaints to waver what God's assignment is on his life yes. come on. see just because you bring me a complaint does not mean I have to join in with you yes. Amen. I'm going to shout right there all by myself do you know how many complaints come across my desk You're going to have to be concerned about it. You're going to respond. You're going to do this and that, and you have to make the decision on how you're going to deal with it. You have to say, "Do not be afraid. Take your stand. Be firm and confident and undismayed, and see the salvation of the Lord, which He He will accomplish for you today. For those Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never see again. Moses is speaking life to them." when they're discouraged. See, there, there, there's some the times of discouragement that will come, but we have to speak life. We have to speak encouragement. We have to speak faith. When Ryan and I were getting this building ready and we were doing some things in the foyer, cleaning windows, and Ryan asked me, he said, Pastor, you think we're gonna be ready to move a second? I said, yes, God is able. He said, yeah, we're going to move in. Because Ryan was nervous. He said, don't look like it. Because we still was painting downstairs. It was still a bunch of trash everywhere. And we had dumpsters in the back and everything else was going on. And it was about two more days, three, five, three two or three days left. I said, well, it's going to be well. Amen. He said, well, I'm nervous. <laughs> I said, well, that's okay. He said, that's okay. But it was my assignment to not get into his place of being nervous. I had to have faith. Even though on the inside, oh, yeah, I was a little nervous myself, but as a leader, you can't let your people know that you're in a place of fear, doubt, worry, stressed out, because you are the leader. What you do affects them. They shouldn't affect you. That thing blessed me because we got to encourage. We have to keep moving forward. We have to keep doing what God has assigned for us to do so most them. He said, "Listen, you're gonna to have to be able to not be afraid. You're gonna to have to go in and do what you gotta do. So, listen," he says. Oh, that's good. Oh, I love this part. Listen, to what he says. He said, "For those Egyptians who you have seen today, you will never see again." Huh. Look at verse 14. The Lord will what? Fight for you. The Lord will what?
0: Fight for you. The Lord will what? Fight for you. The Lord
1: will what? Fight for you. The what? fight for you. What's the title of our message in this series? The Lord will fight for us. Yes will fight for you while you only need to do what? Keep silent and remain calm. Oh my God. Keep silent and remain calm. See, the enemy is going to come and stir up nervous energy. This is why when you're planning certain things, you can't tell everybody because they're going to come in and begin to give you all the negative things that they're saying is not going to work. Listen, I was guilty last night. We had a conversation me all day long, cause ain't nobody gonna deal with me but God and Amen. me and me and myself. Amen. So last time we were on a conference call, Pastor David, we talking about the marriage thing. I shot everything down. Amen. I said no, nope, I don't want to do it. Amen. 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 Come come on. On. Negative. Nate. Yeah, they was, they was calling me negative Nate on the conference call last night. I said, still no. <laughs> I can change it. All right now. Come on, come on. But in the nose. God had to now begin to speak because I got to now send a resolution. I got to give a a now an alternative because I can't leave them just with a no. And God began to minister and then Pastor Debbie said, there he go. He came back now. He came on back around when he came up with that idea. And so now we have to realize and understand what we do and how our assignment, what we say affects people. And we have to be willing to allow God to fight. He said, Keep silent, remain calm.
0: Yeah.
1: You got to know how to be silent and remain calm. Because the enemy's going to try and get you all in a frenzy. Amen. He's going to try to get you all hysterical. And you just got to step back, reevaluate, and say, God, what is it that you need me to do? Amen. What position do you need me to take? What choice do you need us to go in? What yeah. direction do you need us to go in? Yeah. So we can make the best decision. Yeah. And so at the end of the conference, God, we made the best decision. We came in with the onesie party. So yeah. hey, that's what it is. We're gonna have a onesie party. Now you don't have to come in here with your onesie on if you don't wanna come in with onesie, but if you're married, come on in, fellowship, have a good time. You ain't got the way you want onesie, but I'm gonna have mine on.
0: Amen.
1: <laughs> you only live once, Amen. and you might as well live your best life. Cause little Duval said, I'm not going back and forth. <laughs> I'm living my best life, amen You need to understand that Little Duval, little Duval, need to Get that in your spirit Listen, y'all stay focused we almost there Verse 15, he said The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Jesus Oh my God God said, why are you crying to me? That's good. I gave you the assignment I don't know either. I said, but that's just what it is. And this is what God was telling me. He said why, are you crying? said, why are you crying to me? God even said it. He said, I'm giving you the authority. Why are you coming to cry to the? Why are you coming to cry to me? Moses, you handle it. You make a decision. God was putting it in Moses' hand. You make a decision. He said, The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? So now, God, in His mercy and His love, He said, Tell the sons of Israel to move forward toward the sea. As for you, Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it so that the sons of Israel may go through the middle of the sea on dry land. As for me, hear this, I will haunt the hearts of the Egyptians and they will go in the sea after them and I will be glorified and honored through Pharaoh and all his army and his war chariots and his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know, listen to this, without any doubt and acknowledge that I am the Lord when I am glorified and honored through Pharaoh through his war chariots and his charioteers. Listen, God said, when you go through this thing, this is all about bringing him glory and bringing him honor. Yeah. And he gave the Moses instructions. He said, I want you to lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and it will divide. Amen. And the children is, we're going to go on dry land. Because God had to give him instructions because he didn't know what to do. But God was like, why are you crying out to me? He said, but since you're crying out to me, I'm not going to leave you hanging. Wow. Come on. That's how merciful Think. God is. Yeah. That's how gracious He is. Because He Don't you know God get tired of us coming with the same yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. You've been 27 years with the same stuff. Yeah. And God be still showing us grace. He still gives us another opportunity. He still gives us chance after chance after chance after chance. And so now, it's in verse 19, we're ready to close it out. Then the angel, the angel of the Lord who had been going in front of the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them. The pillar of the cloud moved from in front and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of Egypt and the camp of Israel. It was a cloud along with darkness, even by day to the Egyptians. But it gave light by night to the Israelites, so one army did not come near the other all night. Listen how God allowed the angel and the cloud to be. It looked like it was clouding between the children of Israel and Egypt. So Egypt could not see Israel. He couldn't see that they were moving forward. He couldn't see that they were still progressing. See this is how you have to be in your life That even though there are storms in your life And it's real cloudy out You have to keep progressing and keep moving You can't allow the thunder and the lightning to scare you into your corner and get you to a place where you don't keep moving forward you have to continue keep the mindset that I can overcome and I'm going to keep moving as long as God is guiding me and so then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord swept the sea back by a strong east wind all that night and turned the seabed into dry land and the waters were divided I want you to back that thing up and I want you to hear that again Yes, Come on. it said that the waters were up all night y'all yeah, missed that they were up all night because there were so many people that had to go over on dry land. He couldn't just lift the waters up and they up for a couple of hours. It was said that there were probably at least almost a million people that were going through. Now, you can't go through and have a million people marching in a couple of hours. All night long. Look at that. Look at, look at your monitor. He said, the Israelites went in the middle of the sea on dry land and the waters formed a wall to them. On their right hand, or their left. Then the Egyptians pursued them into the middle of the sea. Even all Pharaoh's horses, his war chairs, and his chariots. So it happened at the early morning, watch before dawn, that the Lord looked down on the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and the cloud and put them in the state of what? Confusion. I love this. God put them in a state of confusion. Because they were now, they were still going through, the waters are still up, it's morning time. He made that chariot wheels hard to turn, and the chariots difficult to drive. So the Egyptians said, I need you to catch this. Come on, come on. See, when you're in line with God and you're letting God fight for you, your enemy is going to realize that you're operating on another level of playing field. You're operating in another realm that I have never seen you fight before. And their enemy is going to recognize that you're not fighting by yourself. And they're going to recognize that you're in a position where God is opening up doors for you. God is fighting behind the scenes for you. And you're going to see this thing. Listen to what he says. It says that he made their chariot wheels hard to turn and the chariot is difficult to drive. So the Egyptians say it. Let us flee from Israel, for the Lord is fighting for them against the Egyptians. God will make your enemy realize that there are they cannot handle you, they cannot overtake you, they cannot wear you down. Even though you've been struggling, even though it's been hard, it's been hard pressed, it's been frustrating, regardless of the fact... Let your enemies know That the way this thing is going That I'm fighting on your behalf And that you have the victory So the Egyptians realized that God was fighting for them Now let me help you Why don't we believe it?
0: Jesus.
1: Your enemy sees that God is fighting for you Why can't we see it? How do we become so intimidated? How do we become so easily frustrated That we want to give up? Verse 26, then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may come back over the Egyptians on their war chariots and their chariots. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its normal flow at sunrise. It was last night. Yes. A whole day don't went by. Sunrise. Twelve hours at least was gone by. On what time that night was? That night, then here comes sunrise. And the Egyptians retreated right into it, being met by the returning water. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians and tossed them into the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and all the chariots and all of the army of Pharaoh that had gone into the sea after them. Not even one of them survived. But the Israelites walked on dry land in the middle of the sea, and the waters formed a wall to them on the right and on the left. The Lord saved Israel that day from the head of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the seashore. When Israel saw the great power which the Lord had used against the Egyptians, they listened to this. They feared the Lord with reverence and awe-filled respect. And they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Notice, I told you that the various things and experiences that you're dealing with is that God is trying to prove himself to us. God wants to prove himself to us. And not only that, he proved himself, he proved Moses to the people. Because Moses had to be obedient to the assignment. He had to be obedient to the instructions in order to, for them to gain the victory. So the very thing that you're dealing with, the very issue that you've been played with, that you've been challenged with, is not too hard for you. You're trying to figure out, why did I get dealt this deck of cards? Wow. Come on. You, you're saying to yourself, I wasn't prepared for this. Yes. But God will make a way for it. Yes. He'll open up the door. He said he wants you to have the reverence. He said after this, they believed yes. in the Lord and his servant Moses. Wow. Now, I want to read the just the, like the next couple of verses in chapter 15, just so I can give you a caption. And, and I'm getting ready to, to, to close this thing out. Go to chapter 15 Because after the battle Look what that happened <laughs> See This is what gives you confidence To keep going on mm-hmm. Is that once you won the victory yes, You gotta seal it with a praise yes. Yes. See, because when you seal it with a praise, it gives you confidence to know that when the battle comes again and when the next issue comes along, that you understand and you will remember that if he did it before, he can do it again. So look look at Exodus 15, just the first couple of verses. It says, then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord singing. I will sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has oh, He has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song and he has become my salvation. This is my God and I will praise him. See when you have an experience it becomes personal. Yes. Yes. See when God does something for you and you begin to understand now they said this is my God. So you need to understand that you shouldn't come in here on praise based on how I praise. You should come in here and praise based on how the praise team singing. You right. should come in with a praise based on the experience you have had with your God and how God has been good in your own life and how God has blessed you. He said, my father's God, I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army, he has thrown into the sea. He has chosen captains and drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters covered them, clad in armor. They sank into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O oh Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O oh Lord, shatters the enemies. Amen. Close the book. Wow. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise.